Oh, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is. You are tuned in to the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. I am yours truly, the X-Factor, Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. James, it's been a while since we've uh, been on this platform, but uh, it's all for good reason. You know, we'll catch the viewers up on what we've been up to in just a second. But we have some coaching hires and some news to get to around the Suncoast that uh, really kind of shook our world up here on Thursday. Um, The Sarasota Sailors, they're bringing in a legend, a Sarasota County legend, I should say. Amp Campbell, a graduate of Riverview High School. One of the best players to ever come out of this area. Attended Michigan State University. Unfortunately, his football career was cut short there by a neck injury. But he is becoming the Sailors' new head football coach. After spending some years at Riverview as an assistant, Amp Campbell taking over after Josh Phillips stepped down earlier this month to accept another position. And, James, I have to tell you, just being at the school on Thursday – there is a lot of excitement in the air with Amp Campbell coming in. That's a very nice hire. Uh, when you look over at Sarasota High School and the Sailors and that program, they need a good coach. And so here you have Amp Campbell, a gentleman who grew up in the area, who was very successful for the Riverview Rams, went up to Michigan State University, played in the Big Ten, did his thing, so to speak, uh, Definitely would have had a longevity in the league. Uh, He hurt his neck, and so he's back here on the Sun Coast. And obviously he was able to help Riverview for years uh, with their program. Now he's going over to Sarasota High School, and and there's definitely excitement in the air. Uh, The Sailors uh, are looking forward to Amp Campbell uh, taking that program to the next level. And uh, it should be uh, smooth sailing at some point at Sarasota High School. And let's peel some layers back on this and explain to folks why there is so much excitement besides the fact that he is a Sarasota County football legend. This program went 1-10 last season. That was not expected after they had a postseason run in 2022. We actually covered those games, and they took a major step back. So Amp Campbell coming in, there's a lot of excitement in the air. James, every time he spoke yesterday, he spoke about the process, trusting the process and being process driven and winning the day. And that's also something that athletic director BJ Ivey spoke about, too. It's all about winning the day. So this take it one step at a time approach. I like this already for the sailors program. Definitely. You know, it's all about the process. It's a a lot of times people want to get to the destination. But once you get to the destination or Along the way, when you look at the journey, that's what builds the character. You know, we we, want to get there so fast, but again, it's all about the process. So Amp Campbell is a local guy who knows what it takes to play well in high school here in this area. He knows what it takes to get to the Big Ten. He knows what it takes to play the game at a high level. He will rebuild and restore that program. Obviously, a good time over at Sarasota High School. But as we said, there were multiple coaching moves that happened on Thursday. One happening right as I got off the desk yesterday at 6 p.m., giving you the latest with the Amp Campbell news. The Braden River High School athletic director, 
reached out to me personally to say, hey, we have hired our new head football coach. Offensive coordinator Eric Sanders is taking the lead after the departure of Kurt Bradley after he spent 12 years at the helm. Eric Sanders has actually been at Braden River High School for 12 years, and they are very excited to get this underway. They dropped the news to the players yesterday. I was told there was a lot of excitement from the players, and it always helps when you have a familiar face that's taken on a position like that. Definitely. So you look around, you have a familiar face. He was a coordinator, so this is not anything new to him. He's part of the Pirates family. Uh, He can come in and pretty much do his thing, so to speak. He knows the players. He knows the administrators. He knows the personnel. He knows the student body. He knows the campus. He knows that program. So what he'll do is come in, be the coach, and put his imprint on that program. And again, they want to get back to winning. They did not get into the playoffs this season but uh, with, with Sanders in control, they look forward to earning their way back into the playoffs over in Manatee. And one of the things that Sanders spoke to me about, James, he said to make sure that that happens, they have to focus in on finishing. He said one of the things they did not do, and this is not an indictment against the coaches, not necessarily against the players either. We see this happen with programs all the time. Sometimes the wheels can just fall off just a little bit and they couldn't finish games the way that they wanted to. They were right in the mix of things until the end. They just couldn't win that one extra game that they needed to win to be able to get into the postseason. Yeah, it's been called a game of inches. Sometimes it is very challenging to it to when it slips away from you. And you sometimes you can't put your finger on it. It could be injuries, it could be the focus level. Whatever the case may be, it did not in the way they want it to with the strong finish. But they have an opportunity to come back, uh, go back to the drawing board, so to speak, bring in a new coach and a familiar face and Coach Sanders. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do over there at, at Braden River High School. The fan base is great, uh, good fans, a good game day experience, a nice school Uh, I think they'll be okay. And there's at least one more coaching move that we expect to happen within these next couple of weeks to a month as well. As we know, Bradenton Christian, they're on the search for a new head football coach as well after Nate Strauderman stepped down to take over the offensive coordinator position at Southeast High School on the staff of Coach Kurt Bradley. He's joining that staff. He actually played under Coach Bradley when he was a student, meaning Nate Strauderman, at Southeast High. Uh, well, excuse me, at Braden River High School. Nate Strauderman was a student athlete at Braden River High School, and he played under under Kurt Bradley over there. So looking forward to seeing what exactly these new moves are going to look like here on the scene, James. I mean, some of these coaches, they're taking on some challenges, and they're really looking at getting all of the Suncoast back to their winning ways. I mean, we saw some similar things happen with Bayshore High School. They tailed off there at the end last year, looking to see how they build on things. Northport High School made a resurgence last season as well. You know, we just look forward to seeing what's going to happen. Strotterman is going to be interesting as he moves on and and helps out in his new job. The job that he leaves behind at, at Bradenton Christian is a good job. They have good facilities. They have an opportunity to win. Uh, They've got a running back. They have some players. They had some success this year, so that's going to be another program we keep our eyes on. And then you look at Manatee. 
You talk about finishing. They didn't finish because of what Riverview was able to do. You look at Riverview. You also look down at Venice as they have to bring in some new players, uh, CL3, and some of their guys have moved on. So, again, the Sun Coast will continue to be a hotbed for high school football, and we'll keep our eyes and keep you posted on all of the coaching news here on the Sun Coast. As well as National Signing Day that is coming up on February the 7th, we will be out and about at all of the schools throughout the Sun Coast, bringing you the latest on that as well. But speaking of the latest, two particular student athletes here in Sarasota. Big milestones within this week, James. Let's begin with Sophie Miller over at Sarasota High School. Girls basketball player there. Her mom is actually the head coach. A special ceremony before the game on Friday, Sophie receiving a trophy for scoring her 1,000th career point. Very special. Whenever you can be on the floor enough and be in condition and, and be in shape and really put the work in to be able to score the basketball enough, you're talking about 250 points each season and you're on varsity. And so, you know, to, to get over that milestone of 1,000 points, uh, that's something very special, and she has the trophy, and she can shoot the ball. She can score, and so uh, they're a very successful team, and this is a special thing that she will never forget. You look over at Booker High School, Mr. Palavra, uh, just a smooth operator. He's 6'5". He can handle the ball, uh, kind of a, a forward type. Uh, he's been running the ball as far as a guard, running the offense. He can score. And uh, his coach told me, Coach Carl Williams, that this gentleman is not selfish, so he could have even more points. But he does this within the offenses, within the team uh, teamwork. And, uh, yeah, he was able to score. He actually got fouled. He fell, and uh, the, the official called a foul there, and he was able to hit some shots on a technical, and he went over the 1,000 point milestone scoring 25 points in their victory over Northport congratulations to Mr. Palavra and James I have to tell you because you know we're limited to what we can talk about on TV in the time that we're given the more I've had a chance to watch him I have two players who he reminds me of just with his just with his play style offensively the package that he has it reminds me of Carl Anthony Towns of the Minnesota Timberwolves and how he plays offensively but the toughness that he displays on the floor and what he can also do on the defensive end, it reminds me of Joakim Noah in his Chicago Bulls days. I like that. Uh, he's a lot stronger than people think, and he's a lot tougher than people think. And uh, he's able to rebound, play defense. He's strong, and he has to guard some of the better players and bigger players on the opposing teams. And he, he definitely leaves his impact all over the game. He's, he's very sharp. And helping Booker get a much-needed win. The regular season for basketball, it's wrapping up here on the Sun Coast as well as the state of Florida, folks. And we will be all over the scene here on the Sun Coast when the playoffs do start. It's one of our favorite times of the year, postseason basketball. Definitely. Uh, you know, all of the teams around the state and the teams here on the Sun Coast, everybody wants to get to Lakeland. 
but you have to play to earn your way there. And if the schedule, if you didn't earn it, you won't make it there. So we look at teams who win district and teams who play their playoff games, and we'll definitely be there to follow these teams. It should be pretty interesting going forward. Now, speaking of places the ABC7 sports team is going to be, Later on today, because we we are officially past the midnight point here on Saturday, January 27th, 2024, we are going to be on the scene at Tropicana Field for the WWE Royal Rumble. It's one of their four biggest premium live events that they do every single year, and it's coming to the Trop in St. Pete. Got some fun stories we're going to tell. Got some fun characters we're going to be getting in touch with. You'll want to tune in to the ABC7 Sports Facebook. Well, ABC7 Facebook Live happening at 6.30 in the evening on Saturday. And also the ABC7 News at 11 newscast on Saturday night for a special story with some special characters while also learning more about what this Royal Rumble event is and what it means that it's coming here to our area. That's great to have an opportunity for the Royal Rumble and WWE you know, we've watched it for years, and, and they move around, and it's a big, big event, uh, a sea of people, uh, some of the greatest wrestlers in the game, a lot of fans, and a lot of passion, a lot of excitement. It's one of those sites that's unforgettable, and it's coming to this area. That's a special thing, and uh, definitely will be uh, memorable for a lot of people, and it will be uh, something to see inside the trop. A busy weekend, basically a party weekend here in Tampa. Gasparilla is also this weekend. There was supposed to be a third event that was going to also happen this weekend as well. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if the Green Bay Packers could have handled business and the Bucks could have handled business, they would have been hosting the NFC Championship game against good old Faithful from Wisconsin. But unfortunately, neither one of those teams could make the trip. So there will be no football party in Tampa Bay this weekend, but there will be a party nonetheless. But James, we were on full scene from the Motor City for the showdown in Motown last weekend for the party that the folks in Detroit put on despite the frigid, blistering cold temperatures that we had to endure. What a city. Uh, shout out to Detroit, Michigan. Again, I've said the uh, home of the auto industry, the home of uh, music uh, with Motown, and what a great Lions football team, a team that is hungry, uh, Campbell and the guys are really banding together, and they have their work cut out going out to California to play the 49ers uh, and try to figure out how to stop McCaffrey and, and Purdy and, and that team. And, and, and definitely uh, it, it's going to be a special special game. But, but Detroit, uh, great memories for, and a great milestone for the ABC7 Sports Department. Uh, we were able to go up there and deliver – some uh, information to people, and it was cold. Uh, sometime in the daytime, it was 17 degrees. Sometime at night, it was 5 degrees. Uh, but the fans did not let the weather stop them from going over to Ford Field, really uh, getting behind their team, and really sending them off, so to speak, to California with with the backing uh, of the Lions uh and, you know, it goes back to 1991 and even 57 and even further. But this team is special. 
and and you think about the opportunity they have going to California, and obviously the health of the San Francisco 49ers will be a key in this matchup. Uh, if Samuels is able to play, uh, what that looks like. But again, Detroit, yeah, they're a very good team. We were there to cover the Bucks, but I have to tip my cap to that Detroit Lions fan base. I have never experienced anything like that, and I've always had an appreciation for passionate fans. So I'm stuck on this one, James, because going all the way back to August, I picked the Baltimore Ravens and San Francisco 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. And of course, if my prediction's right, I'm going to be happy. With that being said, Patrick Mahomes has been my favorite quarterback in the NFL since week three of 2018 on Monday Night Football when the Chiefs made the trip over to the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado, and it was on fourth down, and I saw Patrick Mahomes make a sidearm throw that I've never seen a quarterback make before, and I said right then and there, oh yeah, he's the one. He's one-on-one, and he's going to be my guy. So, of course, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see him go back, but I really want to see Lamar Jackson get his chance at it as well. I picked the 49ers to go. I got to tell you, I'm really, really rooting here for the Detroit Lions to upset them. It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, and and shout-out to, uh, I will say, shout-out to Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, uh, just to go back to them a little bit here. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because he's looking for a contract, right? Um, I talked to one gentleman again, and he, he talked about Baker's a household name. He's a guy that should command $30 million, and uh, it's going to be interesting because he's looking for a multi-year deal like many people are. Uh, what will he make? What will he do? Um, in terms of, but when you look at Detroit, and I said it last weekend, a team of destiny, uh, they're a team that is going to San Francisco to try to knock off Debo and, and Brock and these guys, and, and they may be able to do it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what, how that's going to play out, but it will be a very good game, and, and I think uh, both teams are really going to go at each other. That NFC, that's going to be tough. And then you look at Baltimore, Maryland, you know, the site of Kansas City coming in, Mahomes, a showdown for quarterbacks. Uh, Mr. Jackson, uh, he can do it all, MVP type of player. Uh, you know, they have a tough defense. That's going to be a, a outright war as well over in the AFC. Uh, you know, I, I, it's hard to bet against Kansas City. It's hard to pick against Kansas City. Uh, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's hard to even fix your mouth to say it, you know, but let's say, uh, yeah, let's, let's say, uh, the Ravens at home by three and then, you know, but if Kansas city wins, it, it's, you're not shocked. Uh, and then out West, uh, Detroit's got their hands full, but if it depends on the health, um, let's stay with Detroit, a team of destiny, but. Again, San Francisco is is they're 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 used to it. They are used to it. Some injury updates to just go ahead and inform the people about here. Debo Samuel will play on Sunday. That was confirmed earlier on Friday afternoon by head coach Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers. Patrick Mahomes has a problem on his hands. 
He's going to be missing one of his offensive linemen, Joe Tooney. He's officially been ruled out with a pectoral injury for Sunday's AFC Championship game. And you talk about Roquan Smith and company and those linebackers, Patrick Queen, and how they're going to be able to get after Patrick. Not to mention, it's already been noted, Ed Reed... Ray Lewis, Jonathan Ogden, so many Ravens legends are going to be in attendance for this game. The Baltimore Ravens have won two Super Bowls before in their franchise's history, a short history that dates back to 1996. For the folks who don't realize this, the Baltimore Ravens are the old Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, for so long, they played for so long in the city of Cleveland until 1995. Bill Belichick was actually the head coach of the last original Cleveland Browns team before Art Modell packed up ship and said the Browns are coming to Baltimore. And they went there and they became the Ravens. The first two picks in that franchise's history, Jonathan Ogden followed by Ray Lewis. And it's been great fortunes for Baltimore ever since. Now, the Cleveland Browns have a franchise back in the NFL. They came back in 1999. But this is arguably probably the best season that they've had since then in terms of excitement and expectations of any sorts for the Browns. So, you know, we'll see if Baltimore can continue to keep that trend rolling. Great coaching, great front office, good players, just an organization that really knows what they're doing. But it's going to be live on Sunday. And as far as the San Francisco and Detroit game goes, as far as we... So the Lions are going to be without Jonah Jackson. He was actually injured in the game that we were at on last Sunday. They're going to be without him. That's going to be a slight bit of a problem. You talk about that San Francisco defensive line of Nick Bosa and Chase Young and Kinlaw and Armstead. And I can just keep rattling off names here. But, James, like you keep saying, this Detroit team appears to be a team of destiny. Yeah, and, and what's interesting is they haven't been this far, so they're going into new frontier. But the grit and the determination and the way they work uh, can take them to the next level because of their lunch pail mentality, their blue-collar mentality, their factory type of style of play. Uh, Campbell and the guys, they have an opportunity to go into the Bay Area and find gold, gold as I said. It's, it's just going to be interesting to see. You know, you look at, you know, Baltimore, what, they, what they've been able to do this season over in the AFC, and if anyone can do it, I mean, the, the recipe is I guess you have to keep Mahomes, keep him running for his life if you can pull that off, keep him running. But again, you talked about the, the sidearm and the throws. I mean, he's unstoppable. So this is going to be a special weekend of sports and uh, unforgettable. It, it should be. Uh, we're in for a treat this weekend. James, I don't know when you were younger which basketball player gave you this feeling that Patrick Mahomes gave me when I saw that in 2018. But the last athlete of my life that honestly gave me that feeling prior to him was LeBron James. LeBron James in Cleveland the first time around to where I'm just like, oh, there's just something special about this guy. He's one of one. There's not going to be another one like him. I, I, The feeling I had when I first saw Patrick Mahomes up close and personal that night on that Monday Night Football in 2018, 
I can tell you exactly where I was. I was in my dorm at Savannah State University. It was my last semester of my undergraduate college career. And just being up, watching a football game, and just seeing something like that. Sometimes you see something. And I've heard Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars, the NBA legends, describe this when they talked about how they used to watch the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan and try to game plan for him. And sometimes you just you see something. And it just has you in awe to where your mouth is just kind of dropped open for about 30 seconds because it's like, I did not really just see, did I really just see what I just saw? That's the feeling Patrick Mahomes gives me. And that's the feeling that I know Steph Curry gave to such a younger generation about a decade ago too with his three-point shooting arsenal that he has. But that that that's just a feeling that Patrick Mahomes gave to me. But you you know, tell me, I mean, who are some of the athletes that gave you that feeling over the years? You know, some guys they just have that it factor when you see them. Uh, I remember seeing Michael Jordan play against the Trailblazers, and he had everything. He was that guy. I remember one night Magic Johnson. He didn't even really shoot the ball. He had like 18 assists and four points. He just had it. You know, you look at just across the board, man. I've been to a lot of games. Uh, You know, Ray Lewis uh, comes out of the tunnel dancing, and he just puts his, his whole spirit and his whole vibe on the game. His whole imprint is on the game. He sets the tone, and he's tough. And, and and there's just guys that Kobe Bryant, Kobe, Kobe being Bryant, a uh, special guy, uh, when they walk into the arena, they're going to do a job. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a guy like that. Uh, you know, so th- this is going to be a special weekend. And there's a lot of guys who just have it. Uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, there's a lot of guys who have it who just, they can just come in and command that type of attention, and and that's a special thing. And what I just said, it's no disrespect to any of the other three quarterbacks that are playing this week, but I've seen the Jared Goff prototypes before. I've seen the Brock Purdy prototypes before, and as special as Lamar Jackson is, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm from the Atlanta area. I saw who Lamar Jackson was before we knew who Lamar Jackson was. His name is Michael Vick, and he used to electrify the city. I've seen that before. And it's listen, it's special nonetheless. Take nothing away from it, but I've seen it before. It's like how Jordan fans say about Kobe. Yeah, he's great. He's special, but we've seen that before. He's literally the prototype of Mike. And that's literally how I feel about Lamar Jackson, even if he is a tad bit faster than Michael Vick was or he can scramble or he has better pocket awareness than Michael Vick was. I've, but I, I've, I've seen that for myself already. I grew up as a kid watching that by Michael Vick when he was wearing number seven with the Atlanta Falcons, okay? So that takes nothing away from any of those other quarterbacks I just said. But as, but as we say now, Patrick just different. This AFC championship, is this going to be one of the greatest games of all time? I believe it can be as long as they can keep Patrick clean. And I say it like that because with Joe Tooney, the offensive lineman being out, that's really going to create some problems going up against that Baltimore front seven. That Baltimore defense is a problem 
We saw it last week when we were just sitting there watching Houston, who boat raced the Cleveland Browns defense. The Browns had a great defense this season. They could do absolutely nothing with Baltimore. C.J. Stroud looked unrecognizable compared to how he'd been playing this season. Special times call for special measures. And when you think about the front seven and and the clash on the line of scrimmage, it's all about the trenches. And, it again, folks, you're in. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a great weekend of football. No, absolutely. Going to be a great weekend of football. Great weekend of some wrestling, as some folks would say. Great weekend of just sports and sports entertainment all the way around. It's a special time of year. You know, we're usually told January is usually a cool off period, you know, as we get ready for the spring and the summer sports and it hasn't been a cool off period for us at all and we're grateful for every single ounce of it. What was your favorite thing about Detroit? Man, I have to say just the spirit of the city because it wasn't my first time going there. The first time I went was in the summer of 2018 for the National Association of Black Journalists Convention. Of course, it was the summer. The temperatures were a lot warmer, but I didn't really get to feel the city the way that I got to feel the city this time around. And I didn't really get to feel the city until we got to that football game. But you could feel the city, the city, the spirit, the people. You could feel Detroit in that building. You know, what was interesting is we're media and we're out interviewing people and random fans would run by and they would say, go Lions. You know, it was just interesting, the vibe and the energy that they had, even though it was with, with wind chills and gust below zero. I mean, they really, really represented and they love their city and their team. No, absolutely. So. You know, before we sign off here, the number one thing we want to say, best wishes to everyone this weekend who are playing in these games, competing in these events, and just to everyone out there in general. Stay healthy. Stay safe. No injuries. Nothing negatively unforeseen. Let's just have a good time this weekend and just keep the ball rolling for what has been a fantastic 2024 thus far. I'll go with uh, I'm going to ride with Baltimore by three at home. Even though Kansas City may go in and, and take care of business, but we'll see uh, with one of the greatest quarterbacks. And then, uh, again, uh, the team of destiny, I'm going to rock with Detroit. It should also be noted that Baltimore is going to get Mark Andrews back for this AFC championship game as well. So while Patrick is missing one of his key offensive linemen, Lamar is getting one of his big weapons back. And Lamar's done a good job of utilizing the tight end play throughout his career anyway. I'm going to roll with my AFC pick of Baltimore. And as much as I don't usually believe in doing this because I picked the Niners to go to the Super Bowl, I got to roll with Detroit here. I just think it's something special about that team. And Jared Goff, he's been there before. He, he didn't win the Super Bowl going into the uh, 2018 season when the Rams played the Patriots, but he's been able to lead teams there before. And James, Jared Goff, if he's able to do this, he would just be the fifth quarterback in league history to lead two teams, or multiple teams, I should say, to Super Bowls. He's going home. 
he's going home to play in front of the Bay Area, his fan base. Uh, some people like that, and some people feel like it's it's uh, it's a burden or it's too much. It, it, it's a it's a weight. But some guys thrive and really enjoy the energy of having their loved ones and everyone that uh, they grew up with uh, within a proximity. No, absolutely. But, folks, we're going to go ahead and get out of here, let you guys get to your weekend. We'll see you next week. I'm the X-Factor, Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. And you have been tuning in to the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast. See you next time.